0: Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. This is your host, Jim Harshaw. Today, I'm bringing you another Jim H, Jim Hensel. Do you get motivation, clarity, or inspiration from the Success Through Failure podcast? Then don't be so selfish. Share the motivation with your friends. Go to jimharshawjr.com slash share and there you'll find a simple page with just three buttons. One to share the podcast on Twitter, one for Facebook, and one for LinkedIn. Click any of the buttons and you'll have the option to either share the pre-written tweet or message or rewrite your own. That's it. Super simple. It'll just take a few seconds. Unless you're selfish and you want to keep all of this awesome inspiration to yourself, go ahead and let your friends in on the secret. They'll thank you. And if nothing else, you'll have something cool to talk about the next time you get together. Just go to jimharshawjr.com slash share. I came across Jim Hensel. I was texting with Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler was on the podcast back in episode ninety-nine. Mike was a he was a world champion, mixed martial artist, and he was an all-American wrestler at University of Missouri. And I was texting with him about having him back on the show because he just an awesome interview back in episode ninety-nine, if you want to check that out. But he recommended, he's like, You got to get in touch with my mindset coach, Jim. Pencil. So I did a little bit of background research on Jim and I was like, man, this guy, he totally aligns with my thinking, my philosophy, but he has a different system. And you're going to learn a lot from this. You're going to learn things like how he talks about uh, feel, filter, think, flow. Feel, filter, think, flow. And I don't want you to just hold this in your mind. You're going to learn more about that. But this is this process for being mindful of what you feel and then filtering it through your core values, your purpose, your mission and he talked about he talked about how all of this sort of encapsulated helps you lead a life of clarity a life of balance a life of meaning it's it's just amazing so anyway you're going to love this episode as much as i did so let me give you just a quick background on jim he's an author speaker crossfit masters athlete he's a former collegiate football player uh, he was the director of player development at multiple college football programs and then he went on to create a curriculum that's now used at at least one state university he has it in their syllabus and and he uses it to mentor high performance athletes, including world championship MMA fighters like Michael and CrossFit athletes, like uh, eight-time champion, world champion, Rich Froning. He's the eight-time CrossFit world champion. And he's like a mindset coach and a culture coach. And he's created this this program called Mayhem Mindset. And he uses that to work not only with these high-performance athletes, but with CEOs and high-performance entrepreneurs, et cetera, to help them really get clear on their calling and find significance and codify their core values. So, Check out my interview with Jim Hensel. And of course, you can grab the action plan. Just go to jimharshawjr.com slash action. And if you want to grab a time to talk with me to really sort some of this out for yourself, you can go to jimharshawjr.com slash apply. And that will give you a link to my calendar and show you a time when you and I can actually jump on a 30-minute one-on-one free clarity call. So give that a check. But without further ado, here's my interview with Jim Hensel. Jim, welcome to the show.
1: Jim, thanks so much. Excited to be here with you.
0: Yeah, well, likewise. Uh, why don't we just start with this? Tell us about your background. Tell us uh, you know, where you grew up and, and kind of the short version of how you got from there to where you're at now.
1: Yeah, I'm a kid from Colorado and spent most of my formidable years in, in Colorado and now living in Tennessee here. So, you know, athletics has always been a really important part of who I was, and and so I, I did that through high school and college and, and, and then got into coaching most of my time spent in the football world, and then kind of out on my own, and, and now, you know, mayhem mindset, what I do for a living, I, I have an opportunity to coach and connect with people in all different kinds of environments, from sports to business to... so. You know it's kind of wide open now, and i'm I'm excited I get to talk to all kinds of amazing people all over the place.
0: Are there are a lot of connections between the mindset stuff when you're talking, you know sports and business. I mean, those are two totally different things. but uh, I mean, you you coach folks in both, right?
1: You know, I'm excited to I'm excited to kind of share with you a little more in detail about what I do. but uh, this idea of organizing your core values, establishing identity, and then, and then writing it into a code, man, it, it applies on all areas of life. Um, so it just doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't matter if I'm talking to the barista at the local coffee shop or, you know, a, an MMA fighter, who's a world champion or a CrossFit guys that are world champion, it, it's all applicable.
0: You don't learn this kind of thing in schools. You don't hear about this. I mean, why is this important? You go to your website and the first thing you see is you, you see three phrases, organize your values establish your identity, write your code. Can you take us through each one of those? I mean, first of all, why in general is this important? And we're speaking to an audience who a lot of folks who are listening, they, they, they know there's more potential inside of them. They they feel like they're leaving too much on the table. Uh, they're not sure how to get from here to there. Maybe they're they're working their butt off every day, uh, going 100 miles an hour, getting 100 things done, but they're not sure they're actually uh, working on the right things, and they don't feel like they necessarily moved the needle in their life to really maximize their potential. So, like, that's who we're talking to. Um, what what does this? Why is this important to them? I think I
1: really identified with with your website and some of the things that you say, you know, about failure, um, my best friend calls me the stupidest smart guy he's ever met. (laughs) And, and all of, all of everything that I know today that's, that I believe in that's truth for my life came from failure. I, I I guess I, I wasn't really tested, honestly, my, who I was as a person if you want to talk about identity or core values that wasn't really tested in my life until I was in my thirties. And, and the bottom line was my wife left. I'd been married um, to my high school sweetheart. I'd known her since I was probably eight or nine years old. And we had two children who were three and five and she didn't want to be married anymore. And she left. And that was probably, you know, the darkest time in my entire life. And, and in, in that space, what I realized and kind of was hit in the mouth was, I mean, I don't even really know why or how I want to I wanna move forward at this point. I mean, I know I was face down depressed. And other than those two little girls who I was going to be responsible for, this was really searching for reasons to come forward and, and, and struggling with ultimately what, it, what I really believed in. And and what I what I realized in that hard time was that I didn't own my beliefs. Uh, I didn't own any of my core values. They were my fathers or maybe some preachers or something like that. But I I really hadn't done the work to be prepared for tough times. I thought I was ready and in and may have mindset, ready means that your emotions are under control right now, but you haven't done the work. Prepared means your emotions are under control, but you've actually done the work to be ready for adversity. And so, in that really tough time, I began to grasp um, for what was real in my life and what I really believed in, and I didn't own it. And and so I was I was sinking in a hurry. Um, and it's it's a it's a little bit analogous. It's crazy with the virus stuff going on right now. When it, it's it's just true. I don't know a mature, responsible person who's not trying to make their biggest choices and decisions based on their strongest beliefs. We all do it. It's just true. The problem with is that when when momentum or our systems or our habits fail us, we have to have that position of strength, which are those strongest beliefs and those core values. And in the culture that we live in, so many people haven't stopped to take the time to decide what that means in their life. Right. And that's that's the space I was in in that really dark time, and so I had to figure it out.
0: I think what resonates most with me what you just said there is like most people have not done the work. Right? They're right. they're waking up. They're going to work. They're going through their day. They're doing their thing. They're you know, like we've never had to do the work. A lot of times, like especially when you're when you're young, you you don't you're not kind of faced with these exist existential crises where. We're wondering, like, who am I, right? Because we go through school. You know, maybe you're an athlete, and and that's kind of your identity. You go through college, and, and you know, maybe you're an athlete there, and and you know, certainly that was my identity when I was going through through UVA or through college. And then you know, I, I coached for years, so that was my identity. And then I had to actually do the work to figure out who I was once I got out of coaching, and once I had my first significant failure in life where I went really, you know, outside of failing in sports, which, which there's consequences there. But when you fail in the real world and you have a family depending on you and uh, marriage and everything else, then, then you really have to identify like, like, who am I? What am I all about? Right? Because that map is all of a sudden like, you know, there's no compass, right? If you don't have a compass, like you don't know what decisions to make on a daily basis, let alone like, like what goals to set. And like, you know, you and I were talking earlier, like, you know, most people are basing their, their goals off of what's parked in their neighbor's driveway or what mom and dad told them. Like you said, like mom and dad told them they should value, right? Like, but what's inside should be what drives us. And I feel like a lot of people haven't done that work. So you, you were kind of forced into this situation as well where you had to do the work, right?
1: Uh, you know what? So literally, um, I put the girls to sleep one night. And I'm struggling with all this in my mind. And it's very real, obviously. I'm trying to figure out how to get up the next day and come forward. And well, what the, you know, honestly, what the hell do I believe in? Um, what, what's worth living for at this point? And, and I popped in, and I'm old, I'm 51, so this is back in the VHS days, but <laughs> I popped in the movie Gladiator. Have you seen Gladiator? Sure. And it, it was on the scene where the main the main character is Maximus and, and he's he's been a, a general and his wife's been murdered and you know his son's been murdered and he's been stripped of everything that he is and he's squared off on the on the floor of the Colosseum as a slave or a, you know just a gladiator and he's facing Commodus who is he's basically usurped his father's throne and Maximus has this helmet on and he's concealing his identity. And Commodus demands that Maximus take the helmet off and reveal who he is. And in this moment, Maximus does that. He flips the helmet off and then Maximus defines himself. My name is Maximus Aurelius Desmus, general of the Felix legions, father to a murdered son, father to, and he just goes through and, and I rewound it multiple times. And in that moment, Maximus, he said, this is who I am this is what I believe in. And this is what I'm going to do. I heard him say, this is what purpose is for my life. Here are my core values. This is what I really believe in. And then here's a mission statement. And here's what, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm accountable for. And you would call it crazy, but it inspired me. And I said, you know what? I don't know what I'm going to do, but for sure I'm going to decide what's purpose in my life, what I really believe in, and then I'm going to write it out in, in, into some sort of a mission statement. So it took me about six months. And I went through a process of really deciding what was purpose in my life, what I personally believed in, not what anybody else said, but what did Jim Hensel believe in? And then I defined it in my own words. So it was mine. So I owned it. And then I put it all into a mission statement and I called it the strength and honor code after the movie. This wasn't for anybody else in the face of the planet. But what I decided was I was never again going to face adversity or even even success in my life without being able to quickly say who I am. And so the goal was to be able to do it in under 30 seconds. And, and I was just trying to repeat and kind of mirror what Maximus did. So I could stand in front of the mirror and I could say, this is who I am. This is what I believe. And this is what I'm going to do and have it be authentic. So I did it. And it wasn't for any other human being. I never dreamed, you know, 20 years later, I'd be on a podcast with you or helping other people with the process. It, wasn't even in my mind at that point, but my life started to straighten out because, because every day I could get up and reconnect and re-aim at what I said I believed in, and it was defined, and it was clear, and it was in language. It's not in language. It's not a tool, so I could aim at it every day, and, and so instead of being confused about what to do, my challenge became, well, you know what? Will I be the man I said that I, I'll be? you know, would I be accountable? So I was no longer confused anymore. And my life straightened out, man. Every choice, every decision got filtered through fight, work, hope, faith, team, family, excellence, purpose, responsibility, love, and self-discipline. Those
0: are your core values?
1: Those are the 10 values I'm working with right now in my life. Yeah. And so I tattooed it on my arm. I had a, a buddy of mine draw a crest and, and then shoot, I even started teaching my kids values, you know? Um, so that became that anchor or, the platform of strength. And then, from there, man, I you know we worked hard at being motivated correctly, and we worked hard at setting goals and then creating systems to be successful. Uh, and I was able to drive forward with all of that. and it it didn't mean that I didn't make mistakes. I'm human, i'm I'm jesus, i'm or i'm I'm Jim, not jesus, but um but my life certainly straightened out, and I was accountable and began to experience success in my life.
0: Now the words you listed off there is your values. They they are words that we've all heard before, right? Some of them sound like things that might be my values or the listener's values, etc. Those words aren't just words to you. Like when you do the work, those words have connotations and deep meaning for you in a different way than they would have for me, right? I mean, those are meaningful words to you. For sure.
1: When I get up, everywhere I go, everywhere I speak, I'll get up and I'll do, I'll define myself. And in, the, in Mayhem Mindset, this process that I've created, the, the idea is to be able to do it in 30 seconds or less. Yeah. Um, and so I'll define myself and I'll go through that whole thing. And the point of all of this is to define yourself as an individual. And so, yes, those words. If I if I were to say all of it, and you really knew me really well, you would understand the deep meaning in what I'm saying. So it values. In order for values to work, and and this is according to me in this process, values have to represent your strengths, they have to represent your weaknesses, and they have to represent your ideals. And so we we don't want to pick just ten cool words. We want to pick words that actually you can connect to in an authentic way. And then, and then I want you to be able to define them in a way that rings true to who you are and what you believe. Um, otherwise, it's not authentic and then we just picked words. I, I run into you know, locker rooms or boardrooms all the time where there's a mission statement on a wall and there are values on the wall and nobody in the room is connected to them in any way. And then they right. just end up sitting there. And so I, I think values have to breathe and they have to grow and they have to be something that we're working on. My values have changed over time. My definition of family has grown. It was sure. much different when I was single. And then when I got married, and then when I got divorced and now my kids are 25 and 27. And, and so that I update that value. And, and then I also believe in the ideal values that I mentioned. I pick new ones every year. Last year, Um, I aimed at freedom all year long and, and, and practice freedom in my life. And, and this year self-discipline is something that I'm working at. So my new year's practices to go back through my code and go back through my values and add something and fix something and grow it and continue to be working with that language.
0: Now, I think it's interesting that you pick a, a value or series of value words that that you really want to live out, right? Maybe they're, they're a weakness. Maybe there's something you want to improve upon. I had a client say this to me years ago. He said, Jim, um, some of these values that I discovered through this process, through my process, through the reveal your mm-hmm. path process, he said, some of these feel like aspirations, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and they don't feel like values. They feel like things I I, I want, but I don't I don't do these. I said, Well, that's okay. Like that's yeah, that's part of it, right? Like that's part of why we often don't feel like we're living in alignment with who we want to be and who we truly could be and are the best version of ourselves. But when you when you pick one of these and you and you put it out front and you try to really pursue that and live with that, then it's it's, um, it's a, go back to the word compass that I used earlier. It's a compass, mm-hmm. right? I mean, this, this helps drives the decisions that you make. Is that right?
1: hundred percent. I, I just, I think I love that. I love that you feel like that, or have that understanding about this idea of values because in so many ways, so many people you think it's an antiquated thing and it's just not. And, and so many people that I, I work with think that it's a church thing. And, And for some people values are connected to faith or spirituality and that's cool. But for a lot of people it's not. So, um, yeah, for sure they have to breathe and they have to grow and we have to be working with them. And, and in, in what I do, we call them ideal values and, and my strength values, those, those things don't really change a whole lot. The weakness values, those are the opposite of the emotional challenges that we face. And so I want to find the emotional weaknesses in my life. And then I want to, if, if I'm a worrier, I want to substitute that with hope. And when I begin to worry and I feel the emotion of worry, then I I want to do what a hopeful man would do. My response is what a hopeful man would do. And that's how we use that value. And then like this year, I, I know if my, if I'm going to grow, my message, and now the business that I have, I've got to become more self disciplined. And so I'm already pretty freaking self disciplined, but I need to be better at it. And so self discipline was something that I'm thinking about. It's the lens or the filter that every choice and decision comes through. Um, so I agree with you 100%. Sometimes people are, I don't know. Yeah, if it's something that you believe you need to operate in and that you need to aim at it, then that's a good place t- to
0: start. What does that process look like? I mean, you don't have to take us through it step by step, of course, um, but in your Mayhem Mindset course, what does the process look like where you're helping people organize their values, establish their identity, write their own code? Yeah, well, I mean, what happened was after after I kind of went through
1: this process for for myself and then had it nailed down, I kind of... I went back to work and just doing my regular job, and then started doing some things where I started went back to coaching football. It's what I, you know, at my high school as a volunteer. And then I realized that some of the things that I had worked through would be better served just helping other people kind of sort that out for their life, um, and kind of fill those those gaps. And so it's it's evolved into an 11 week process. It's not for everybody. It's not motivational. This is for somebody who really is really wanting to dig in and has the time and the energy to do some personal development work. Um, it's, not a, you know, it's not a Tony Robbins thing. I'm not slamming Tony Robbins, but it's not a motivational hoo type of deal. You're, you're going to face 11 weeks right up front. You're going to have seven challenges, and, and I'm going to put you in a spot. The idea is this. This is the question I want you to answer. In your greatest moment of opportunity or in your darkest hour, will you be enough? Can you count on yourself? And then can the people who trust you, can they count on you? That's, that's what I believe we're all trying. This question, am I enough, is a question all of us at some point in our life are trying to answer. So we start there. And then, then what I want you to do is take the way you say what you believe and put it on the shelf. I don't want you to. I don't want you to articulate and write and talk about the things that you say you believe your values like you always have, because I want you to gain new perspective. And so each one of the challenges that you work through is designed to kind of strip you of everything and and force you to be able to work through and describe and talk about who you are and what you believe in a way that you haven't done it before, because we're trying to gain perspective. So, uh, for example. Man, I talked to Rich Froning. Rich Froning is, you know, eight-time world CrossFit champion. And my first question to Rich was, hey, man, if I take CrossFit away from you, who the hell are you? Right. Let me take it away from you. Mm -hmm. Let me take everything. How about if I take your wife away from you? How about if I take your job away from you? Let me take all that and let's strip you of all of that. What are you left with? Let me take, and we call it in mindset, the do, the task. Let me take all that away from you. Who do you be? What are your values, your talents, and what is purpose? And so the process is really designed to each week throw something new at you, force you to kind of work through that during the course of the week, have the tool that I want you to work with front of your brain. And then you do a little bit of writing each week and some journaling. So that by the time we get through the course, we get to week eight. We've got this body of work that represents your emotions, good and bad, things that you believe in. And then we can go from there. And really organize this into a strong set of values that represent all of who you are and then put that into language so you can hold yourself accountable. It's, it's crazy because I, I've never had anybody ever in now what's 14 years of this, this process where I've challenged somebody in 30 seconds or less to find yourself. And I want to know purpose, values, and a mission statement. Ready, set, go. Right. Nobody can do that.
0: Right. Unless you That's do
1: yeah, I was in a board meeting with with eight CEOs of companies that you would know if we listed them, and I challenged each one of those men that way, and they didn't know one, only one of them, because they were they're great X's and O's guys. They got the system down, man. Um, but but honestly, they couldn't remember they couldn't remember what the what the values were in a really critically clear, concise way. You know, right.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think about myself, this is the work that I do. I can do two of the three of those, but the mission, the mission statement, I mean, I I have a purpose statement uh, and I know my core values, um, but I, I, you know, I I can hit two of the three, but it's like the level of clarity just that 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 gives me that I have Mm -hmm. is it's such, you know, you make mistakes, you know, stuff is still hard, but it's a different plane of living. It's, it's this ability to live, with clarity, uh, with consistency of who you are. Um, I like to ask the question, like, who are you without your job title or salary? But I don't know that that goes deep enough. And I think this is you know, pretty much exactly what you're saying too. Is like, I've been asking people, what if, what if you have to move out of your, your home, move out of your community, move out of your town, move out of your country and you're thrown into a refugee camp in another country. Like who are you then? Like, what do you represent? Like, how do you operate through your day? And a lot of people, you know, we, if you don't have that clarity of who you are, your emotion dictates the decisions. Mm-hmm. But if you can have this level of clarity, and I want you to talk about this like, if you have this level of clarity, this purpose, the mission statement, the values, then you can oftentimes override that emotion, right? Whatever that emotion is, whether the emotion is uh, I want to hit the snooze button or I want to go make a bad decision and hook up with uh, a married person or drink another beer and then get in my car and drive down the road. Like like these decisions that are emotionally driven can be overridden if you if you have this understanding, right?
1: Yeah and I I like the question or I like what you said earlier about language. It's it's crazy when you look at the way our bodies are designed designed you know the psychologically physiolog the physiology of who we are um and this is this is obviously very simplified but we know that the first part of the brain that fires the Olympic part of the brain deals with emotion so we we feel first all of us feel first it's to be human. Um, the second part of the brain that works is the neocortex and the neocortex puts language to the emotion. So, so for me, I created a tool and it was this feel filter, think flow. And I'm a systems guy. So, so I got to have it laid out like that. I know I'm going to feel first, man, this filter piece. I don't have that. I got to work at that. And the filter is, is, I call it, who you be or these values. And so we've, we've got to create that so that when we feel, we've got a fighting chance because who we are and what we believe has been put into language. It's now a tool so that I can think clearly, not just based on my emotions, but on what I really believe. And now you've got a fighting chance that the outcome or the result will be a, um, connected to your strongest beliefs. If you don't really know who you are and you haven't done that work and it's not in language, then you're really stuck in what I call the matrix. And that's really bouncing back and forth between trying to keep your emotions in the right space and then trying to respond. And Hey man, listen, 100% of every human being to walk the face of the planet, our emotions have betrayed us. That is to be human. Um, emotions are a great fire starter but they're not sustainable fuel and and so this idea of really having some sort of idea about clear idea about about what your beliefs are and then doing the work to have that to be prepared for adversity and then to be prepared for opportunity in my way of thinking is paramount otherwise you're you're just it's it's so fashionable right now in our culture to try to get motivated everywhere you go. Someone's trying to motivate people and it's overrated in my mind. What really what I want to do, really what I want to know as a CEO or as a mom or as a dad or an athlete, I want to know what you can do when you're not motivated. That's what I want to know.
0: Right. Yeah. Those are the decisions when you're not motivated. You know, what do you live by? What's your code? What's your mission? What's your purpose? What are your values? Like what's going to drive your decision to you know, hit play on the next, or or just let Netflix roll over to the next, the next episode, right. right? Or to turn the damn thing off, and and go to bed because you want to wake up tomorrow and work out because that's who you are, or or maybe I don't know who I am, so I'm just going to let it roll. And then, yeah, hundred percent.
1: It's one of the funniest things that happen around here at CrossFit Mayhem when people come and and I work with a you know with a world champion CrossFit team. And I get to be around them a ton. And it's really funny because when people show up here sometimes, um, especially in the workout world, you know, the music, either either there's no music being played while they're working out or it's Jesus music. It's some kind of like praise and worship Jesus music. That's super mellow. Yeah. And people walk in and their eyes get really wide. Like, Hey man, we're throwing around weight. Like, don't you want to get motivated? No, <laughs> no, we don't want to do any of that. No, we what, what we want to know is, is first of all, we're competing from a position of strength, which is our values, teamwork, you know, whatever whatever that core value that makes up this team is, each one of these people, these individuals know who they are as individuals first, so they know where they belong in the process. If you don't know who you are as an individual, it's hard to know where you, where you belong in your family. It's hard to know where you belong on your team. It's hard to know where you belong in your community. So we got to know these things. And then we know how to connect. That's how we build culture. And then we want to go into an environment where there is no emotion. I want you to be able to generate and perform based on energy, not emotion, but energy that's connected to what you really believe. So let's let's go into a, a really cold environment where it sucks and it's horrible. And let's not be motivated anyway. And let's go to work. Because if you can do that, well, then when the lights are up and the crowd's going and you're pumped, nah, that's just a day, right? That's just enjoyment. That's fun. But if you have to have all that for your, to perform at your peak, well, you're in trouble.
0: Yeah. I just ran my first marathon and we trained through, you know, low. it was in the low 20s. A lot of days we'd wake up at five in the morning and uh, and go out and train in, in the low 20 degree. It was brutal. It was cold, you know? Uh, right. And... But there's, you know, and we actually, you know, my running partner, and I would never listen to any music, even when I did my solo runs, 20 mile solo runs, like no music, just, just go right. Just go. And, and, uh, and that's that's different than than being motivated and then we actually ran our our marathon because it was canceled uh we ran it with no there's no fanfare there's nobody cheering us in the last 6 miles the hardest leg of the race you know uh it was just he and i and there was a couple you know a couple friends one of our friends riding a riding a bike alongside us another guy running with us at that point but um but no fanfare but it's like but that's 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 when you're driven from something inside as opposed to external
1: 100% i agree
0: and jim you said If it's not language, it's not a tool. What do you mean by that?
1: Another CrossFit example would be uh, the term AMRAP. If if we show up to the gym and I say we're going to do a 20-minute AMRAP, and you don't understand what an AMRAP is, how are you going to be successful even if you're super fit? AMRAP stands for as many rounds as possible. You have to understand the language of the workout to be successful. Uh, it's the same in school. You, if you if you can't pass the test and you can't answer the questions on the test in the language that 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 professor has taught it to you, and I'm not talking about English. I'm talking about whatever that subject is. You don't pass the test, and then we could go on and give example after example of what that means. And so this this idea of values, if you haven't done the work to really write it down and you can't articulate it, you can't speak it out of your mouth, then it's not really a tool. It's just some idea. And if it's just some idea, in those big moments of adversity, it won't be there for you. If, if you don't understand the meaning of that value and the meaning of that word, and you're not authentically connected to it, and you haven't defined it in a way that means something to you, then it's really not a tool. And, and and you can't use it in times of adversity. And and honestly, they're not even there for you when you're successful. Um, the, the, I started to talk about the situation that we find ourselves in, and with the COVID nineteen thing. And uh, you know, my business is kind of booming right now, and people want to be in the in the conversation. You know, I keep saying none of this matters until it matters. And and people's the way that their businesses have operated, their days have operated, the momentum the The habits that they've had they've they've all changed and they're not there anymore. Well, then, what do you have? This is this idea of taking everything away from you and then saying, well you know what 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 drives you? What are you living for and so i'm I've been able to be in a lot of crazy, great conversations with people who are hey, just stop right now and get reorganized a little bit you know um Figure out, make sure you shore up this base of who you are and identity and make sure you've got that language before we get back into the regular momentum
0: or cycles of life. Jim, you've worked with some amazing people through your coaching uh, and just through the work that you do, you know, through CrossFit. I mean, Rich Froning, Mike Chandler's of the world, you know, CEOs, wealthy people, world champions. What's the most remarkable thing that you've seen or that you've learned from working with people like that.
1: I think the thing that always
0: that always really
1: hits me um, I was working with a guy who was super successful in as far as business goes. He's he sold his business for 100 million dollars. So he's he's spent 35 years has more money than he knows what to to do with. And, and as soon as that was over and it was gone and he'd sold that business and he's kind of facing this idea of retirement, what, what happened to him is that he was, he was so wrapped up in, in the daily habits and the systems and the way we do business. And he was extremely successful, but he forgot about the interpersonal relationships in his life. And one of the most important parts about values is they remind us of the things that we say we really believe in and not just work. And he came to me because after 35 years of working, he was super successful and had a ton of money, but he didn't know his wife. He forgot about that piece and he didn't know his adult children. And and for him, he would he'd rather give most of that money back but he forgot to stay connected and to make sacrifices. And he allowed the X's and O's or the systems to take over his life. Um, and he felt a ton of purpose inside of that process, but he forgot about the other people and he forgot to stay connected. And, and I've, I've worked with football teams where they were excellent in the X's and O's and systems, but they didn't care about the kids. They didn't care about the kids in the program they were really interested in hey man you be here at this time you do this and they were winners but they the other programs i've worked with were aiming at building better men or building better people and being excellent in the x's and o's so i think that's the thing that always kind of smacks me in the face because i think from the outside people people see super successful people as far as you know money and athletic success but they forget that those are just people and, and that they're fighting and battling to stay connected interpersonally in those relationships too. And, and I think that's one of the most important pieces to really owning your value system.
0: Yeah. And relationships is the number one goal that I start out with when I'm, when I'm working with anybody and in relationships and success, whether it's in sports or business, those two things are not mutually exclusive. There's plenty of examples of people who are, who are doing both, both ends of the spectrum correctly. So, Jim, what about you? Like, what habits do you feel have really set you apart, have helped you over the years achieve achieved success? And what would you look back and say, yeah, this is, this is the habit or these are the, the habits that I've done that have, have, are most responsible for my success?
1: You know, I've, I've worked so hard at this idea of living by my code that it's, it's really, really, I mean, it, it just kind of pours out of me now. It's really the perspective that I use, Um, and then I've I've worked on creating what I call mindset tools um, to be able to implement this idea of the values. Here's what I believe, and here's the tool that I'm going to use. My tendency, my nature, my design is to be uh, very aggressively truthful. Just to give you an example, I'm kind of a coach. I call, when, if you were to ask when you read or you listen to my code, I say purpose in my life is to challenge, exhort, and encourage. Challenge, exhort, and encourage, if that's not connected to positive values, just makes me a jerk. And, and early in life, I thought I had something to say, but because it wasn't tempered and it wasn't connected to values, challenging people, exhorting them, telling them that they're stupid, telling them that they're doing it wrong, got me in a lot of trouble when I realized that it was really really purpose in my life and it was something that really poured out of me and in my design, but I had to remember to temper it and to direct it inside of core values. And so I approach, one of the mindset tools that I use is this idea of grace versus truth. And I approach almost every conversation that I'm in with, okay, do I need to be super truthful here? What's my role? What's my responsibility? Or I just need to be really gracious here meaning I got you, man, you're not accountable, or do I need to be somewhere in the middle? And so for me, I have two or three of those tools that I use every day and, and they and they help me make sure that my emotions are in the right place and that I'm connected to my values. Um, and so that's that's really a driver for me. I, yeah. I do it all the time and I'm, and I'm trying to help other people work at creating those kinds of tools so they can stay on track And, and their, their responses are connected to their beliefs.
0: Yeah. It sounds like these tools can be, can be questions. It sounds like, you know, grace versus truth, for example. And, you know, these are the things that I've, I've found as, as most common. Um, these, these, these types of questions that really help cut through the psychological baggage and red tape and clutter to, to really get down to, uh, what's important. So thank you for sharing that Jim. Now I want to ask you about failure. And, and, and you shared certainly an adversity that you dealt with, with the, with the divorce. Uh, and, and maybe that's it, or maybe there's something else you can share. You know, people look at, at someone like you who, who works with elite performers and uh, you're an elite performer yourself and, and have built this business and this brand and, you know, everything must be, everything's probably just easier for that guy. Right. Can you tell us about a time when you failed and uh, and how you were able to work through that and, and the value of that failure?
1: Failure. Failure is a prerequisite to success. Failure is is if if you're not willing to fail, I look at it. the, the phrase that I created for my life was taking purposeful risks. Uh, and and that's the language I created in my code. so if if I am not willing and I'm not talking about running off willy-nilly and being crazy, I'm talking about purposeful risks. If you're not willing to do that, I don't think you can be 100% of who you were created to be. If we're so concerned about what other people think, we can't live and operate in the present. Our minds are so worried about the past or afraid about the future. We can't understand and, and work through that and and then if we can't get our emotions under control and, and we're not willing to work at controlling our emotions, I don't know that you can be hundred percent of who you were created to be. So I, I believe very much athletically business wise, we have to take purpose purposeful risks. We have to be willing to put ourselves out there. And if we don't develop an appetite for that, we can't be successful because you're going to stay on the sidelines. You're going to be coach conscious or conscious of what other people, you know, other people think it's crazy in the culture we live in now. You know, Everybody's super concerned about what other people think about them. And it, it makes this idea of understanding who you are as an individual even more important. I am willing to fail every day. I am willing to talk about my weaknesses and, and the things that I face in a very open way. And then I'm, I'm, I'm running back to what I believe is identity in my life for the answer I failed today. I failed miserably today when it came to a power clean workout. And I was all right with that because I got stronger today. And and I fail when I walk through the door and don't respond to my wife right. And, and, and my values remind me to stop and apologize and to say I'm sorry and to ask for forgiveness and come back around and do it again. And I failed in a conversation with my older daughter the other day and I said too much and I God, I knew when I got on the phone, she's 27 years old. I was not going to be her dad in that moment. I was just going to be her friend. And and she's facing some big things in her life right now. And I knew I should have been quiet. And I said too much. And it it was something that she needed to figure out for her life. Um, and I had to call her back a little bit later and say, I'm sorry. And so running at failure, taking purposeful risks is foundational and key if you want to be 100% of who you were created to be
0: yeah and And for the listener, you know, Jim said failure is a prerequisite for success. and And part of you might think, like, yeah, that's just something that a mindset coach would say, <laughs> right? that That's like what you're supposed to say. But, like, you can feel the emotion in his voice, like, he means it like that's this is this is truth this isn't like everybody i think most most people logically at a logical level understand this yeah yeah of course failure is a prerequisite for success yeah like failure 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 yeah yeah yeah. but like not for me like it's not supposed to happen like that's good for other people but when i fail it actually means i'm not good enough not smart enough not capable enough like no that that's not true either like your failure which makes you feel a certain way, you know, and I'm going back to feel, filter, think, flow. Like it makes you feel a certain way, but wait, put it through the filter, right? Are you still living by your values? Like, okay, think about this. Think about what you learned, right? Think about, think about the, 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 the purposeful risk that you just took and now flow. Now, now, now step forward. How do I move forward through this and, 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 and take the value from it?
1: Uh, it? It's a drag, you know, it's, it's, it is a bummer when you get into the spot kind of where I'm at at this point in life and to try to convince somebody or to remind that person, no, man, like I was face down depressed. You know, I had $6,000 left in my bank account. I was not by any means, nobody would have looked at me and said, Jim's a successful person by any means. I'm not even good enough for my wife. What the hell's the matter with me? You know? So and I sold everything at one point, everything I owned after my last kid went to college and lived in a camper for a year because I was flat gonna change the trajectory of my life and, and really went to work at, the, at, at really being able to communicate what I'm talking to you about now um, in a really clear way. So I don't know. I mean, it, we, what do we do? We just come forward, but yeah, um, I believe it. If, if you're not willing to put yourself out there in a purposeful way, um, I'm not talking about illegal, immoral, and I'm not talking about in an emotional, crazy way. I'm talking about in a way that's connected to your values and it's designed, that I, I don't know any other way to to really get to reach your potential.
0: yep, absolutely. So many good things can come from it. and and certainly what we're learning right now here today and, and through mayhem mindset all stems from from that failure. So uh, so the world is a better place for having you you having, you know dealt through that and come through that dark dark place. So thank you for for sharing that. For Jim, for the person who's saying, "Okay, I'm in. Tell me what to do." Next 24 to 48 hours, what can I do? What's an action item that the listener can take in the next 1 to 2 days to start moving towards their goals and implementing what they learned here?
1: Man, I think the first thing I would challenge somebody to do is is stop right where you're at and list five core values. Just make a short list. Just stop. Take 30 minutes and, and think, of, think about it like this. The biggest rocks in your life. I mean, things that you know you really believe in regardless of emotion and regardless of what anybody else says. Make a list. Just put five down and then define them. It just start yourself with that process. Um, think, think about the emotions that get the best of you and then think about a value that would be the opposite of that like i said earlier if you're a worrier maybe maybe it's hope if you get angry all the time maybe it's self control think about something like that and make that list and get your mind thinking in a in a way that that you could quantify this idea of of values in your life that's a good starting spot
0: that's a great starting spot Jim, for the listener who wants to learn more about Mayhem Mindset, uh, about you, who you are, uh, can you share your website, uh, links, social media, anywhere people can find you and follow you?
1: Sure. If you if you just go to mayhemmindset.com, all the information's there. We are, because of what's going on right now, um, legitimately running a sale, um, <laughs> a special. I do a deal where I, I do office hours every Monday night and. And so we, people can kind of, they can, they can get involved and get connected in the course. It's only 400 bucks right now for the 11 week course. And then every Monday night you can get on a zoom call with me. And as you move through the course, I'm there to kind of coach you. And then you can kind of connect with the community and the other people that are out there who are working through the process. And, and that's really valuable to hear other people's perspectives and to have people who are kind of sharpening each other. As they walk through the process of really deciding who they are as individuals, so that's available if somebody's interested.
0: Excellent, and for the listener, I'll have links to all Jim's social media, website, all this good stuff. I'll have it right there in the action plan. You know what to do. JimHarschauJunior dot com slash action, and uh, and grab the the two or two or three page PDF that we're going to create from this episode. Jim, wow, man, I don't know what to say other than that was awesome. So on behalf of all my listeners, man, thank you for making time to come on the show.
1: I loved it. Thank you.
0: Likewise. And for the listeners, as always, until next time, take the time to get clear on your goals and embrace failure as a stepping stone on your path to success.